0: This episode was created on unceded Coast Salish territories of the Lekwungen and Wissanik people. CFUV has been around for over 30 years. In that time, we have worked with many radio hosts, all with their own unique experiences and stories. I'm setting out to find how CFUV has affected its community and to get an inside story on CFUV's DJs. I'm Max Monday, and this is Behind the Mic. Hi, I'm Max, and today I'm interviewing Adam of Fables for Your Microscope, and also known as General Gruff. How are you doing?
1: Um, I'm all right, thank you. That's good. Yeah. I also do the tech work on the basement closet sessions. Right. FYI. I
0: <laughs> Adam's history in radio started not at CFUV, but in Ontario. It was not until getting involved at CFUV that Adam got his own radio show.
1: When I was... Young a teenager and so I was flipping around the radio dial at night. I'm an insomniac So I started listening to chry radio, which is york's station and I really liked the Eclectic I mean I was tuning in to find hardcore and death metal shows originally because I was into that kind of thing at the time and uh, I was in a punk rock band called the scourge Which didn't make it too far, but it was pretty fun and um, yeah, so I started listening for that stuff and they had some great shows that are no longer on. I'm sure Deathcore Up Your Kilt was one and um, some other shows like that. And just by the by, I started listening to Nighttime College Community Radio and found it was very eclectic and interesting and I discovered so much... Uh, Material that I'd never imagined and it broadened my horizons a lot and I also liked the very uh, eccentric delivery style of the DJs that they allowed on the station and um, The fact that I got to meet them at shows and everything It was super cool as a young teenager to have that and be like wow This is really a world that I could get into Mm -hmm. and I tried to and they definitely rejected all my proposals when I went to this station but that's fine because you know. We grow and learn, and I also tried to get onto Chin Radio. That interview didn't go so well either, but I was young and inexperienced, and now I'm really on the radio, so it's cool.
0: Adam uses his show, Fables for Your Microscope, to explore different themes in music. How do you think of the themes?
1: I've just been playing music since I was a little kid, and also studying music, In school playing music performing mixing music and so on and so in the course of that I've just listened to a lot of stuff and I'm a fan of a lot of stuff and so I want to talk about it not just as a fan but maybe try to talk to people about the process so I think they find it fascinating yeah I did one show where I just took a I'm trying to think of how to explain this okay so there was this song in the 1960s called Sukiyaki, which was a Japanese protest song about uh, American forces in Japan. But then that song got redone as a disco song, and then the disco song got covered by Dougie Fresh in a f- kind of freestyle rap that he was doing, and then that song got covered by Snoop Dogg, and other people took other clips from this Dougie Fresh song. So it's just interesting to watch the the way that clips and influences move through songs through time. So this. Actual theme, which is like dee dee, dee 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 Maybe you remember that. It it's uh you know it's all because of you. I'm feeling sad and blue. So that has been sampled thousands of times now, and it's ended up in all of these other songs. And then bits of the songs change it and turn it into other stuff. And so um yeah, I did one as maybe I said before about. Recording classical music in the 1950s and how I thought those recordings didn't really represent What classical music sounded like in the original time But it was more uh, an influence of bebop jazz and so on and so forth in the frenetic way that it's played If you think about Glenn Gould's piano playing and now people are really into authentic instruments and This is exactly how it sounded at the time it was played and these are the kind of instruments that people use That's what people are into now, but it hasn't always been that way. So it's just breaking down classical music and saying there's a lot of philosophy that goes into it. Or doing the same thing, talking about punk rock or anything. Indian classical music, I do that once a month and I try to talk a little about that theory as well. Uh, Since I studied sitar for a really long time with a particular teacher, and so I have some knowledge about it anyway.
0: Have you gone to shows and people have said, oh, you're on the radio. That's super cool. Have you met any you from the past, if you will?
1: Never. I'd love to. And I try to talk to those people on my show and reach out to them and tell them things that I think I would have wanted to hear when I was that age. But uh, so far, I haven't had any real interaction with the public other than random people calling me up sometimes and telling me that my show sucks (laughs) Uh, or telling me that they really like it. Well, I did a show that was uh, the most depressing songs of all time, and uh, as soon as I announced that and started playing what I perceived to be the most depressing songs of all time, somebody called me up and was like, you got to play the Smiths, which I was planning to do anyway. But uh, <laughs> And I did another one on national anthems and played all these really bad, bad versions of national anthems, and also... Me and a couple of friends were singing Nash, th- the Canadian National Anthem in really bad ways and changing the lyrics and so on and so forth. And uh, somebody called in was having a meltdown in their pickup truck somewhere out there in Victoria and uh, just said how unpatriotic I was and what an immature little jerk I was and so on and so forth. But I never really jived with patriotic nationalism. So I thought that show was important to me, even though it was really seemed half-assed it was quite thoroughly planned by the production team that helps me put my shows together it takes a you know several hours every week for them to get all the material together and uh <laughs> that kind of stuff yeah of course i've had to fire a lot of people it's <laughs> really not funny talk <laughs>
0: So you said that you've had quite a few uh, people that were like negative about some of your themes and the one person who said you're unpatriotic and a, a, I quote, little jerk. Was that what you said?
1: I don't remember the exact words, but believe me, they were definitely a lot of stinging barbs that were thrown at me through the telephone, but I honestly don't care. Yeah. Um, I think that having enemies and people who dislike you is a good sign if you're making art. And, uh, you know... I don't set out to piss people off but if i do piss them off um i usually feel pretty good about it
0: yeah what about the uh positive remarks though you said you get phone calls every once in a while right
1: i do and some people have been positive so i appreciate that it's really great to have a balance yeah for sure i mean i used to i used to be going to mcgill and i was teaching over there teaching classes or whatever you say people do and i always read my students feedback performance reviews at the end of the year, and it would be so fascinating that half of them were just really hated my guts so hard, and the other half of them really loved me. And then there's that middle group that never says anything because they're indifferent, but it's, I mean, as much as you get lifted up on one side, you get taken down on the other. But I always try to think about people's criticism if it seems sincere and well put together and try to be better. But if people are just like, you suck, then you know, or if their values are offended, I mean, people have to live in the world. They can't be so sensitive. Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. i probably get attacked for saying that, too. Too bad.
0: Uh, who really cares anyway, right?
1: <laughs> I think so. It's good to be controversial, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, if you're not controversial, you're not really doing something interesting. I got a new little friend.
0: Using the sound teching skills he has learned while volunteering at CFUV, Adam hosts the Basement Closet Sessions. When he found out that CFUV could teach him this practice, he took full advantage of the lessons.
1: I knew from the very beginning that there were things to do other than being a DJ, so I said right away to the people managing the station at the time that I wanted to get into the teching, and they said, well, just show up on Fridays afternoons and do it and so that's what I did and um, you know it starts in the traditional way where one sits in the back of the room and just looks at the dials moving underneath somebody else's hands and then by the by you say hey you know I want to do more and so they let you do more and um, then I went through the sound uh, mixing and mastering course here at UVic or whatever this school is called and that was really quite fascinating and interesting and I've been trying to I've been trying to make my own music for quite a long time and i learned a lot from that a lot more than i had with my own experiments and so on and so forth i made it a certain way but then at a point you really need people to help you with particular details about how to use compression and different compressors and how not to overdo it on reverb and how to mix channels and so on it's really quite fascinating Mm -hmm. fascinating stuff equalization yeah
0: who's the biggest help
1: Kirk, obviously, in the sound mixing program is really extremely helpful and knowledgeable. The people that I worked with in the basement closet sessions have been great as well. I mean, everybody's got some kind of knowledge to give.
0: The CFUV community supports Adam's personal musical endeavors as well. His latest album, General Gruff's Golden Hits Number no. 3, topped the CFUV charts for a number of weeks. This song, which is from that album, is called Only Assholes Hate Gordon Lightfoot.
1: But that kind of thing was his teacher, Mr. O'Carroll's specialty, for he was an incredibly pompous man.
0: How does it feel to have that recognition in your community?
1: It feels good, although I still feel like it's not really uh, real, but... I'm happy. I mean, if people like it, I'm really happy that they like it, and uh, I never set out to have it be number one or anything like that. I just was making it with some friends for fun, and uh, I'm glad people like it, but uh, I don't know. I'm trying not to really get too worked up about that. I just want to make more music and use whatever publicity I get to try to get better equipment and more fan base. I'm telling you, I'll never run out. Phosphate, out. Mining. phosphate mining. Hashtag phosphate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: In your opinion, what does CFV provide for you as a musician?
1: Well, I've played on the basement closet sessions three times. I did an old time show with banjo and guitar, and then I did a sitar show. And then I did Wonky Peach, which was a rock and roll puppet show. I think I played electric guitar on that one or acoustic guitar or something. I can't remember. So in that sense, uh, some publicity and also uh, just learning about sound and hearing music in a different way is very fascinating as well. In the sense that, I mean, you can be a musician and hear music as a musician and so on, but then if you start to study mixing and mastering and all of that stuff, you hear the recorded music in a very different way. And obviously that changes your perception of the music that you're listening to. And so th- there's certain things that happen. For example, there were, there's there are songs that I used to think were really awful, but now I listen to them and I think the production is masterful, even though I still think the song is bad. So there are these different levels of appreciation that happen it deepens. At anytime you start to study something, you see the world in a new way and it deepens your understanding of that. So that's pretty interesting mm-hmm. to have your senses widened anytime, no matter what you do.
0: How have your senses been widened as a community member? What does CFUV provide in that way?
1: I get to hear a lot of different music and uh, get a sense of what's happening in town and. I've collaborated with people that I never expected to and so that's been a lot of fun. Also getting to meet bands as they come in every week is a cool thing and I like to promote people on my show if I can. Not a lot of people have taken advantage of that but I ask every week if people want to send in music to my show, I definitely will play whatever. They could record something on their cell phone in the bathroom and I would play it. I don't really care, it doesn't have to be fancy. But I I would like that kind of outreach.
0: In your opinion, why is it important for CFUV to provide these opportunities to the community?
1: Because this is really the only place that has the voice and uh, interests of the community in mind. If you listen to the other radio stations in town, there aren't any other radio stations that are representing local music in any sense of the word, or even Canadian music in any sense of the word, and or the values and opinions of people in this particular community you know coming from every single angle so it's it's not just the dominant kind of rock and roll voice and it's like oh we have to play something Canadian let's play Kim Mitchell or oh we have to play something local let's play Nelly Furtado and then beyond that what is there they probably don't even have any idea and uh, they're not representing what's happening on the ground here so and with the conglomeration of media that is happening it that is becoming less and less of a thing. So I think this is really a lone voice, as far as Victoria goes, that still represents the community and gives a place for people to have their voices heard. So that's something cool. And also just getting to know radio is such an important medium. I mean, in spite of the rise of television and computers and cinema and social media and all of that, why is it that radio remains a pertinent and important technology, even though it's really one of the oldest ones? and hasn't changed very significantly since it came out, but it remains uh, significant and important. So having a voice in that medium is a great thing.
0: Adam is an active and adored member of CFUV. With his aid during basement closet sessions, his creativity is General Gruff, and his charisma as host of Fables for Your Microscope, he provides a ton of content for his listeners to love. Our last song is General Gruff's Lazarus Come Out.
1: In my
0: this episode of Behind the Mic concluded a conversation with Adam, host of both Fables for Your Microscope which airs on Sundays from 10 to 11 p.m., and The Basement Closet Sessions, which airs on Fridays from 3 to 4.30 p.m. For more episodes of Behind the Mic, check out your favorite podcast provider or visit soundcloud.com c f u v c-f-u-v.
1: I went down to that burying ground What do you reckon that I found there? Girl, I love coming up from the ground And living dead all around even dead up.